0: This episode is sponsored by Bayer and Federated Insurance. Welcome to the Elite Business Advise podcast. My name is Chris Moore and I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and the goal of our podcast here is to help you grow your business and also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we're going to go with the solo episode here so I can preach to you guys a little bit about one topic that's been coming up a lot lately and it's all about staying in your lane and working on projects that are profitable and systematic for you and your business. Uh, so we've had a lot of good feedback with a lot of these episodes. You know, we like to kind of mix it up a little bit more this season. We do a lot of interviews to kind of share entrepreneurial stories. Uh, we like to bring people on to talk about certain topics. We've recently had Nick Slavic and Jason Paris on here talking through some different things in their business. Um, but we've gotten a lot of good feedback on some of these solo episodes where we can kind of take some things that we're seeing with our clients on a repetitive basis and, and try to throw some education out there and some guidelines um, or just you know some topics or to help spark ideas for you and your company. And so you know. One thing, you know, just to kind of start out so everybody is, understands, it's listening to this, you know, so contractors make up about 95% of our client base. Uh, painting contractors specifically are right at about 85%. Uh, and so, you know, the nice thing about that is we get to kind of benchmark what all of our clients are doing to help each other, right? We don't just work with clients here in the St. Louis area. We have clients all over the U.S. and even Canada now. And so we're able to kind of take some things and and find those common occurrences, uh, the common questions we get asked during our meetings, the common emails and phone calls we get. Uh, And so we like to kind of use these episodes as that time to go through and, and talk through those pitfalls and questions that we get asked a lot. And so the whole topic and theme of today is all about, I call it staying in your lane and knowing what is profitable. in in easy and less stress or lower stress for you to achieve in your business. Uh, And so let me preface this this whole podcast by saying this. Um, Your business is never going to be super easy. Uh, and it's not gonna be just like a piece of cake, right? Uh, Business is business, you're dealing with people, both on the employee side and the customer side. Uh, And so we just have to understand that like business is never gonna be 100% perfect and it might be for 30 seconds, right? And then something will happen. Uh, So let me just start out the conversation with that, but we can get as close to that as we can and that's what I wanna focus on here today with you guys. Uh, And so, you know, one trend that we see a lot of people uh, one one problem that comes up in conversations with clients is that they're taking on projects that really is kind of out of their scope of what they should be doing, uh, and I mean this in a lot of ways, and we'll kind of unpack some of this. But I want to first hit. Why is this? Um, Why do people take on jobs that they probably shouldn't take on? Uh, I think the first one is they they have a fear about running out of work or not having enough work, right? So somebody calls and they're like, yeah, 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 we can totally scrape all your popcorn ceilings. And they've never done it before. They really have no clue what's going on, right? YouTube and the internet will teach you a lot nowadays, uh, which I'm very thankful for being a homeowner, Uh, but being a business owner, like sometimes having a customer to be a guinea pig on isn't the best idea. Uh, but I will kind of at the end of this episode share how you can branch out your services and maybe find new things. Cause I don't think it's a bad idea to always look for ways you can serve clients. There just has to be a time and a place for that. So I want to kind of make this a, a logical flow of why does it happen? Um, how do you overcome it? And then how can you grow into other areas? That's kind of the, the three phases of this episode. Uh, the second reason that people typically take on work that they shouldn't is they want to challenge. I know painting gets boring sometimes. I used to, again, I ran a painting company for over 10 years. Um, Sometimes just doing interior repaints, walls, ceilings, and trim, it gets a little bit old. Yes, you're in a different home if you're in the residential market, you're in a different home every day with different people and using different colors. But at the end of the day, you're still cutting and rolling and doing the same exact thing every day. So I understand that. Um, We've got a a client here in St. Louis. Uh, He actually joked that I'm going to have to start paying him a royalty every time uh, that I use him in our episodes. Uh, So we're just going to call him Joel because that's his name. So shout out to you, Joel. Um, He literally called me a couple weeks ago and he said, Chris, I'm having a crisis. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on, right? Did you, did your production manager quit? Like what, what's going on? And he goes, I'm bored. And I said, what, what? He goes, I'm bored. He's like, I've you know, he's, he's had a huge shift in his business over the last year to 18 months since we've been working with him. And, and he's got a lot of the right people and systems in place. Uh, and he's mostly doing estimating and, and marketing at this point. Uh, And everything else is kind of, you know, in a smooth flow, at least right now, right, we all know things can change. And he's like, I'm bored right now. And I said, that's the best problem you could ever have. And so then, of course, he's like, Well, what do you think about this? And I was like, Nope, <laughs> bad idea. Um, actually, I, I we, we had a different conversation. But, um, you know, there are periods of time where it's okay to branch out into those things. But just because you want to challenge, right? I know a lot of people are trying to, you know, work on the the high gloss walls and the level five finishes. Um, And I think that there's a great and a time and a place for that. But unfortunately, I'm seeing too many people do that when they aren't making good profitable, you know, cash flow every month. Uh, They're trying to do these projects and things aren't going right or they're underestimating them by a lot because there's a lot more work that goes into it. So there's just a lot of things that we see that become a distraction for people. And I think some of it is because they want to challenge, right? They get bored with things and that's okay. We just have to understand that, you know, have that long term vision and that delayed gratification. Um, I think the third and kind of final thing on this point on why people take on work that they shouldn't is they're afraid that if they turn a job down with a customer, that that customer will build a relationship with somebody else and never call them back. And I understand that. And I think that's a risk you have to be willing to take. Um, But I do think that there's a way that you can handle the situation that can still leave the door open for them to call you when they have a project that fits your scope of work. Right? So for example, this would come up all the time. People would call and say, Hey, um, I, you know, I'm looking to get a quote on painting. And I'm like, great. We kind of start talking through it. And they're like, yeah, we have wallpaper in our dining room and our bathroom and part of our kitchen. And I'm like, Hey, no problem at all. Um, You know, I can get you a referral for somebody that can take off the wallpaper and get everything ready. And then we'll come in and paint it. Um, and they're like, no, 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 I want one person to do the whole job. And I'm like, Hey, no problem at all. Um, let me call Sherwin Williams and let me call my rep and I will get you a referral for somebody that can take care of all of it. And a, one, a lot of times that would go well because, one, they appreciated our honesty. I always told them, like, this isn't something we specialize in. This isn't something that we excel in a lot. Uh, and so I want to find you somebody that really specializes in taking off wallpaper. Uh, and so I was willing to lose that job, and but just be there to bridge the gap and be a good servant to them right be able to help them solve their problems not just like oh sorry we can't take care of that for you have a good day like i think just that little step of going above and beyond and trying to connect them with somebody that can do that and having that trusted referral which we eventually had you know after referring them out a few times they were our go-to person for wallpaper removal Um, i think that's a lot of times the the honesty and the connection piece we had some customers that then two years down the road would call us back and say, Hey, we had a great experience with the other company, but we really respected the way that you handled that situation. And so we want you guys to come out and and do XYZ on our house now um, that we know that that's in your scope of work. Right. Uh, And so I, I, you know, again, that does that happen all the time? No, I understand that. I understand the hesitancy with it, but I think you have to be realistic and understand what you're good at, what you specialize in, and focus only on those things and don't get distracted with anything else. And, and you know, have a mindset of abundance. Uh, understand that if you do a good job, you take care of people, you do the right things in your business, um, you're never gonna run out of work, right? Uh, and so don't have that scarcity mentality of taking on every single job you can. Um, so, you know, why is this so deadly for your business? Um, I kind of mentioned one thing earlier, a lot of times some of these projects will take a lot longer than what you think they're going to, right? I will never forget. We did try doing wallpaper removal at one point and notice I said the words try. Uh, We had a couple of jobs that went, you know, as expected. Uh, then we had one job. The last one we ever did, uh, was a border in a bedroom and it was not put on properly. And I had two guys scraping it off in like pencil shavings that took them a day and a half total or each, I should say. So really three days worth of labor. Um, just to scrape off a border in a bedroom. And I was like, never again. That was the last time we ever took wallpaper off. I said, I don't care. I just, we're, we're done with it. Right. Um, so I understand that. Uh, but sometimes things take a lot longer. So not only does that cluster up your schedule, then you have the opportunity cost of what jobs could you have done in that time frame. Not to mention, you're probably going to lose money on that project, right? There's no worse feeling as a contractor than job costing the project at the end of the job and realizing that you actually paid money for your guys to go do a job for a customer, right? They paid you 4,000 and you had 5,000 in costs. There's no worse feeling than realize, wow, I just paid basically a thousand dollars for that customer to get their job done. Um, And so that's, I think the one big thing. Uh, The other reason it's, it's deadly. It makes things very stressful. Sometimes when you take on projects that you don't know what you're doing on, or that you don't have expertise in, it's a little bit stressful. Like sometimes you might wake up at four in the morning and be like, ooh, man, how are we gonna do that? Uh, we have a client right now thats he's going to do some concrete countertops for somebody. And he's a very handy person. He does a lot of woodworking and other things. Uh, but, you know, he's I, I could tell in our meeting the other day that like this is kind of like weighing on his mind a little bit because it's such a big thing. Uh, and it's not easy to fix if it doesn't go right the first time. Right. Aside from ripping it out and reporting everything. Um, and so I can tell it's just weighing on him. Uh, and so sometimes taking on these projects that you aren't sure about can be a stressor in your mind and it can really you know suck a lot of your mental energy and it can distract you from the other things you need to be doing to move your business forward Um, i think the other one one thing is it can burn out your employees right when you're doing things that You don't even personally really know how to do or you're figuring out together with your employees, especially if it's a huge project that it's going to be three weeks of, say, you know, taking wallpaper off, scraping popcorn ceilings, all those like miscellaneous things uh, that painting contractors tend to take on. Um, it can really burn your employees out um, unless you've got a really good process. Right. I always say, you know, you you learn from mistakes. Right. You know, you might take wallpaper off and then you're going to l- start doing research on finding better ways to do things. But you don't realize the toll that can take on your employees right up front. So how do you overcome this? Uh, I think one area to focus on is you know, I call it organic marketing. Uh, we've done some, some podcast episodes on that. That's one piece of our Business 360 workshop. We have a whole two hour workshop on organic marketing. Uh, and for me, organic marketing, what I, what I coined that term is, how do you grow your business with the resources and the assets you currently have, right? So your current customers, your previous customers, um, your happy, satisfied people, how do you generate referrals through that? Um, how do you utilize social media in your business, right? It's free advertising, in my opinion, unless you're paying for ads, and that's a whole different strategy and conversation. Um, you know, how do you network with the right people, right? We talk a lot about real estate agents and designers, and I'm not saying connect with every real estate agent and designer, right? You got to find the right ones that, that align with your values and that is a win-win partnership. Um, other construction companies, right? There's a lot of things you can do to keep your pipeline of leads full. Um, and again, the reason that most people don't do that is they don't take time to be intentional about growing their business the right way. Um, and I always say, if you've got, uh, you know, which kind of leads into the next point, um, if you're booking out for eight weeks or more, you should not be taking on any projects unless it's 100% in your wheelhouse that is profitable, systematic income for your business. And I say systematic is in like, it's not super stressful, you know that it's gonna get done, You budgeted four days and you know that unless anything crazy comes up it's getting done in four days right that's kind of my systematic um, scheduling uh, definition as far as that goes Um, if you're booking out four weeks at minimum you really shouldn't be toying with other projects Um, again when you only have two weeks worth of work i understand you might start loosening Um, you know, your, your standards a little bit, right. You might start letting those boundaries guide out a little bit more. Um, Six weeks, you know, is is, again, you're, you shouldn't be touching that, right? So if you have at least four weeks worth of work, don't touch anything that's not right in your wheelhouse for you and your employees, hundred percent. I think the other way that you can kind of overcome this is having data to understand these things, right? Having data to know, what type of jobs are profitable? Like, let's say you do interior painting, I'm gonna use our example from Elite Painting here. Let's say you do interior painting, you do exterior painting, which includes, you know, house painting, deck staining, fence staining, any of that stuff, you do kitchen cabinets, right? Those are like your three main services that you offer clients. If you have data to show what your profitability is on your interior projects, your kitchen cabinets, and your exteriors, you can start making some decisions on what makes sense for your business. Um, so, for example, uh, the last the last full year, and even about the second half of our second to last year with Elite Painting, um, we quit doing exteriors. Um, I started realizing early on. Um, and that second to last year that, that we weren't as profitable on exteriors. And we had a lot more callbacks on exteriors. My guys, you know, because we did interiors here in St. Louis so much in the wintertime, they got such in the habit of interior, right? You walk in, you drop cloth, you pull off outlet covers, you spackle nail holes. Like we had such a process down that they had that down quick. Right. Then we started doing exteriors where there's so many other variables in there um, they, they were still doing a good job. But we were just having a little bit more callbacks, some more touch ups. Jobs were taking longer because of weather. Um, and I realized that we were staying busy enough with our interiors and our kitchen cabinets that we really didn't need to get distracted by the exterior stuff. Like if I kind of doubled down on my marketing efforts for interior um, and, and formed a good partnership with somebody I could refer the exterior stuff to, uh, that that was probably going to be the best thing for our business. And I it all be it all came down to the fact that I had the data that I could analyze those three sections of our business. That I could see what percentage of jobs that we have callbacks on what, you know, was our, our profit on those jobs, what was our revenue on those jobs. Right. Uh, And so, you know, we use a Google sheet for everything. I know Nick Slavic, you know, still runs most of his company on Google sheets. Uh, And so, you know, we, we have that. And I like that because you can just put formulas together and track data however you want, right. You can customize a lot of that stuff. And I know there's a lot of great software programs out there um, that allow you to do some of that as well. So um, having the data really will help you understand that. So I, I wanted to share a couple of things. So when we cut, exteriors out of it, we would still do like real small exteriors, right? Someone needed a front door, a little bit of stuff done on their porch. Um, You know, if we were already there doing stuff, if it was a previous customer, we would still do some exteriors. I can't say we did zero, but the year to year difference in that was our overall profit increased 10%. Um, our revenue increased by 12%, and I think it was because the guys were able to get things done on a more predictable path, uh, and we didn't get distracted by weather, right? We didn't have, oh, hey, we're off today because it's rained. Hey, it's rained four days this week. We can only make up you know, a Saturday and maybe a Sunday. Um, you know, We were able to get more work done that year. Uh, and then our callbacks decreased by 80% um, by just focusing in on what we were really, really good at. Uh, And so I just wanted to share that with you guys, because again, having data is powerful. We just talked about that with Nick and Jason in those episodes, you know, it's all about data, right? And don't get me wrong. I always say there's, there's data and there's people, right? There's numbers and people. Uh, But you have to understand when you have the data, you can start making these decisions about your business to see what makes the most sense for you. Uh, And so the question I always get asked when I have this conversation with clients, Chris, do I have to stick in my lane forever, right? Do I have to? focus on these interior repaints and not take on all the extra fun projects and stuff that we want to grow our business into. And I say, no, 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 not at all. So I said earlier, you have to have long-term vision, delayed gratification. You have to understand that there's a time and a place to take on these things. Right. And so there's a couple options on how to do this. The option one, is to get the main part of your business functioning very smoothly without you having to be there, you know, doing the input on it. Right. So like, let's say you're solo, you know, solo owner operator right now uh, and maybe you've got one employee, you're not really in a spot to kind of peel off and start testing these other ideas. Right. Um, But if you can get a couple of employees and maybe somebody that can kind of run the crew when you're not there, run the job site to where you can show up in the morning, check in with them get them started for the day and then you go spend the rest of your day working on whatever that next thing is that's a great setup to do that, right? Because then you've got the main part of your business making money, generating income while you're over learning and growing your craft in whatever this other thing is, right? Whether it's wallpaper removal, it's popcorn ceiling removal, maybe you're wanting to get into doing kitchen cabinets, right? There's tons of things that you can kind of, you know, that I'm talking about in this pile of jobs here. Um, But having your business running to where you're systematically making money while you're learning and growing that next thing is the best way to do it. The second option you have is hire or empower somebody to go work on that next thing. Right? So maybe, um, you have to stay working in with your two employees, but you've got an employee that really wants to learn how to get into doing kitchen cabinets or how to get into doing, you know, drywall repairs and stuff. Right. And then you empower him to say, Hey, I want you to take five to 10 hours a week and start working on that to where in the next month or two, we can start rolling that out as a service and you're going to be the one that spearheads that right. Cause you're the expert for it. Um, so that's another way that you can kind of do that. Um, You know, I think one thing to think about is what other services can you offer in your business um, to grow your revenue for people? Um, So like, you know, if you're in the painting sphere you know, you can think about doing soft washing or power washing. Um, you can think about doing window cleanings, right? There's so many other services you can add on that kind of tie into your business model again. Uh, and again, it, it needs to either be you going and experimenting or you need to empower or hire somebody to go experiment with those things. Uh, but number one thing is you have to get your core business functioning, you have to know what your monthly minimum revenue to you know, break even and ideally make money every month for your business right after you pay out your monthly expenses and overhead. You pay yourself, you put some money away to, you know, reinvest in the company. Um, Once that's all going smoothly, that's when you take that next leap to test out, you know, the, the level five finish, the high gloss things, all those other things um, that are a lot of fun, but also need a lot of skill. and I think, you know, one thing with that, you know, it's kind of the, the avenue we're taking with our business is, you know, we do a lot of one-on-one coaching and advising. We have mastermind groups, but we're also bringing on people that can fulfill services for clients because we started seeing a need for that. Um, we started working with a lot of business owners and that's why next week's episode, we've got Crystal Scott here. Uh, we're going to talk all about different taxes and tax strategies. Crystal handles all the bookkeeping and payroll for our clients, right? I don't get involved with that. Like I want her to do her thing with it. Um, you know, we've got Rachel who's on board with us as a marketing advisor here um, starting within the next month that she's going to handle all the social media and email campaigns and and marketing strategies for our clients, right? Like we're trying to build out our services too. And so think about that in in your terms for your business. How can you add other services that fill a need or that complement what you're doing um, and can provide a better level of service to your clients? Um, And so where do you start at from here? The first place to start is gather the data. Understand what it is that makes you money, what is easy for you and your employees to knock out and and what is very profitable for you guys and, and really gather that data and then start making those decisions and try not to get distracted by everything else that comes in. Figure out like, hey, you know, what are the challenges, what are the things we would love to accomplish in the next few years and start making that list, right? Um, You know, maybe in your free time, you can start, you know, watching YouTube videos, figuring out those things, but be very disciplined in sticking to the core function of your business on what it is you're good at, what makes you money and hitting those monthly goals before you think about taking that next step. So I hope that helps. If you guys have any questions, as always, reach out to me. It's Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at EliteBusinessAdvising.com. Visit our website, www.elitebusinessadvising.com. Submit a form on there. I'm happy to answer any questions, share any thoughts you've got. Uh, If there's anything we can do to help out, again, that's the best way to start that process as well. Um, And thank you guys for listening. We'll chat with you next week with Crystal all about taxes and tax strategies in your business. Paint Ed Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners.